This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hey everybody, welcome to Take the Black, the one and only show on the internet where we dare to discuss things like TV, movies, fantasy, sci-fi, books, lasers, dinosaurs, robots, etc. and so forth. I am Dan Selke, the editor of WinterIsComing.net, and I am here with Mia Johnson, or should I say, at Mia J Media, the editor of DoorCutOfTheForce.com and co-editor on WinterIsComing.net. And Mia, how are you on this um, socially distanced at-home <laughs> November day? Yeah, good. You know, everything is fine. There's no, like, outbreak or anything. We've got Richard is off today, so we've got Michael helping us out. So props to him. Let's see. Oh, did Dan froze on my end. Okay. <laughs> but we're ma- we're making this work. We've got something brand new, um, at least for today. But it looks cool. But yeah. I'm doing good. Also, I have an announcement to share about everyone. For uh-huh. everyone. I might what? know about everyone. Um, so personal news, uh, the, this will be one of my last two shows. Oh my gosh. <laughs> now, Dan, you, you know about this already. We discussed this. Um, but yeah, I will just be kind of moving on from fansided and I guess I'll be taking some sort of career sabbatical or journey. So, you know, I will go out into the desert of Arrakis and, you know, I won't <laughs> leave until, you know, I have some vision of, you know, some person in a uh, scarf telling me what I must do. But <laughs> in all seriousness, um, yeah, I think it's just kind of, you know, a time for me to just start dreaming and thinking and getting a little bit of a rest, too. <laughs> I was like, oh, old me is getting kind of old. So I've been so, so happy to be doing this show and I'm excited that I've got this one to look forward to and next week as well so this isn't goodbye just yet but um yeah I want to have some fun for these last two shows that's for sure let's do it yes we sorry to lose you Mia but you still have two shows left and I know that all of us here will miss you uh, dearly but until you go and don't go into okay if, if you had read Dune Messiah don't go into the desert in Arrakis it's very bad news they never no one comes back from there but um you got to do what you got to do um, but we'll, yeah. we'll, perhaps we can come back when, um, do Messiah, because I'm going to talk about that. But anyway, while we still <laughs> thank have you, um, what are we talking about today? Oh my gosh. Um, and thank you, Julie, as well. Um, gosh, we've got a lot of trailers oh, to talk about trailers. this week. Um, 
just nothing, nothing, nothing but trailers that have come out. And so I thought we would talk about a handful of them. And I was thinking we could start with The Witcher, which dropped the season two trailer um, just uh-huh. recently. So the- uh, you yeah. you go ahead. Okay. <laughs> oh, let's is, take a look at it now. Here we go. Let's do it. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. The Witcher season two. The Frank to me, this show was a it, it was a it, it was a big hit about uh, based on the books by Andrei Sapkowski about a monster hunter in faux medieval times played by Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. And I I'll be honest, I didn't like it that much. The first season it was very campy, very silly, but um. I can't fault it for the energy they put into it. They yeah. love people. The people who make this show love making this show. That's clear to me, and I, and I respect that. And there is Tormund Giantsbane in a big old hog mask. That's that's pretty cool. Oh, that's him. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's playing. I forget the character's name. Um, are you interested, Mia? Are, are you hyped up for <laughs> Finger Fire and Sorceresses and Henry Cavill with Daenerys Targaryen hair? Um, no, I think I'm still kind of not completely sold on The Witcher. It, it was never, you know, I told you when I watched the first episode, I couldn't uh-huh. get into uh-huh. it. And still, it's it's really hard to sell me on fantasy stuff. Like Game of Thrones, I was sold. Um, I would say The Wheel of Time, I'm sold. But with this, I think the first episode ruined it for me so much that even though this good. looks really cool, like all the shots, it, does look good. it yeah. looks really good. But... You know, none of that compares to, like, my initial feelings of, eh, I don't really want to invest my time in this. I mean, this trailer, too. They're playing, like, like a rocking rap song over yeah, the medieval Jay-Z, sorcerers. Kanye West. That was kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, but, but, because, you know, Mia, it's like, it's old-fashioned, but it's hip and new and now. That's Ooh, what it is. Yeah, yeah. This, this isn't your daddy's uh, fantasy program. It's 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 your contemporaries. This fantasy program is on TikTok. On December seventeenth, it's going to be here. So I don't love that. I like the kineticism. I like um, kind of the the choreography, the flipping over tables and the canted angles. It's fun. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Julie will watch it under fave. I agree. I sound like a curmudgeon. It is it is fun. It's it's just not that good. This <laughs> it's the group monster looks interesting. I like a good tree monster. <laughs> the Witcher season two. And then we have uh, the yeah, bar, Dandelion, yeah. Dandelion, whatever, uh, having some some banter, some some uh, some sitcom kind of a repartee, some tête-à-tête, a quip here and a quip there. So funny. Yeah. You know I mean, I, that part was funny, I guess. <laughs> what? You, know, you, know, you know that w- w- one thing I that kind of turned me off about the The Witcher when I watched it. There was a Ooh, bunch. What? I didn't like how modern the dialogue sounded. Like they use like modern colloquialisms and stuff. It's like um, I think it's not, but like Geralt will like say like I killed a monster, and someone's like, "Cool story, bro." Like that kind of thing. Just like things like clearly picked. They didn't literally say that one, but there were things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like picked up and just put in there. I don't know. I don't like it. I I wish you would just commit more, and. But that's its style. Like it is a Jay Z, Kanye under the track sort of modern talking, um, kind of mold uh, sort of fantasy show, and that's fine. Yeah, and I guess maybe that could possibly be a selling point for people who are like not always into fantasy, but they are like, hey, you know, this is a high budget Netflix production, so if it looks cool and you know. 
I, would I even say something that it's not? Maybe it is, you know, like up front, they're like, we're playing hip hop music and this is exactly what you get minus the actual hip hop in the series, I'm assuming. Because it, it, it's trying to, although it's funny too, because like Jay-Z, Kanye West, they're like kind of hip. Was that them? Who was that song? Do you know? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, well, it's it's the um, legendary song Monster and it features rap verses from Kanye West Jay-Z, Nicki Minaj, and I oh. think Rick Ross. And I can say the whole Nicki Minaj verse if you wanted me to, but maybe if we'll have a talent show, I'll do it. You know what's weird? I can actually <laughs> sing part of, part of the Nicki Minaj verse too, and I don't know any of the others. <laughs> yeah, pull up in that monster automobile, gangsta. We used to listen to, so such a such a side note, we used to have like, um, we could connect our iPods um, during gym class back in high school. So they would take my iPod and then play that um, while we were like running laps or something. So it's definitely ingrained in my memory. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which that is it, also, that, I was like, is... what a choice for a song. I don't like it. I, I, I just, I, I, I'm, the, the stylistic choices that show makes seem a little off to me. But um, <laughs> it has a verve and I, I, I respect it's a get up and go gumption. So yeah. maybe I'll watch them. Yeah, I won't. We'll see that. Says Julie says, ooh, I started watching Warrior, says Julie. You were right, and I really like it. I knew you would. Uh, did you ever watch Warrior, Mia? you ever start watching that? No, and I know that's the one. Like, slowly but surely, I've been watching what you've told me. I've watched what we do in the <laughs> shadows. I'm watching Succession. So I think it's only natural that, you seem that, to be liking you know, it. I'm just saying. Yeah, at, it's going to be going at well. At some point, I think Warrior will, will make it onto my watch list, if not like a year from now. Very cool. But yeah, that one comes out December 17th, and I am fully lukewarm about it. That's super. What else is coming around the bend, Mia? <laughs> well, we've got more and more trailers, and I want to talk about something that is actually quite fun and something that I'm excited for, which is the Book of Boba Fett. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought we would put that up on the screen, too, and I can kind of talk us through this one. It's shorter than Hit the me. Witcher trailer. <laughs> so gotta dr Drag the Witcher. <laughs> there we go. So we've got these creatures that are sentient beings, I believe. And I want to make sure because it's kind of lagging, but I know what's going on generally. We've got Boba Fett. He's back to Mira Morrison. Um, and it's fun to see Boba Fett without his helmet. It gives him more personality than just a stoic character uh, that he's been before. And joining him is Ming-Na Wen as Finnick Shand. Mm -hmm. And then large aliens with kind of a flat heads as flat <laughs> yeah. aliens yeah i like what they the style that they've got going here i think those were gamorian fighters but you've got all these classic kind of like the mandalorian it's still got that classic star wars feel that john favreau and uh, dave filoni have been paying so much attention to kind of like paying homage to it but better than the rise of skywalker <laughs> And, and all the other I mean, Star Wars sequels. It looks like The Mandalorian, like visually. Like, mm -hmm. got the same kind of color palette. Yeah, kind of a little Dune now, but um, it is on Tatooine. And obviously yeah. lots of Star Wars references. Those are all the Jabba's pouch from the Jedi people. Uh -huh. The ladies with the giant kind of horny things or another. Yeah, the Twi'leks. And one of them is played by Jennifer Beals, which was an interesting reveal. Really? Um, but... Yeah, so basically the whole premise is, okay, we found out from Mandalorian Season 2 that Boba Fett is on the throne for Jabba the Hutt. You know, he's dead now, but he's kind of taken over. He might run his own little part of Tatooine, and we'll see what happens. Will he be a fair ruler? Will he not? 
coming December 29th. It looks fun. I mean, it, it, it's interesting that you mentioned it looking kind of Mandalorian style, because to me, it, it does look very, at least visually, like, like it, it's the exact same sort of style they're using. Um, and I wonder if that's going to be like the one-size-fits-all for all these Star Wars shows they're currently in the makings of. You know, I've they have actually, a lot coming. Yeah, they have a lot, but I would say probably not, because at least for like the Acolyte, which is from... Um, right. Um, the black, not black mirror from someone else, completely different. <laughs> um, and then we've Stephanie got, Hedlund, what's that? Yeah. Hey, it's like, it's Leslie. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Leslie. <Hedlund. laughs> and then, um, the Obi-Wan series is Deborah Chow. So we've got different people spearheading these. Um, so I think just the ones that are coming from Dave Filoni and uh, John Favreau will all kind of stylistically be the same, which I don't I think I like that because it will set them up in their own universe. And then once we start getting other shows, like I said, Andor, Obi-Wan, all that stuff, they will hopefully feel like their own thing for better or worse. As Julie says, looks too Star Warsy for me, but I do like those shields. I hear where you're coming from, Julie, honestly. Um, I'll probably watch it a bit, though. What do you? Yeah. Why do we know why it's called the Book of Boba Fett? What book? Can uh, he read? Is he literate? <laughs> well, I think it's kind of you know how you have the Book of Mormon. So you know Boba Fett is writing his own religion, and he'll be going to no. Really? <laughs> is that it? No, that's just that's a meme that I saw. Yeah, I, I pondered that as well. What what does the Book of Boba Fett mean? I think maybe just kind of it's just cool, and it's like these are his adventures, and they're written down in his book. I, yeah, I, I have not heard anyone speak on that yet. What if they literally find the New Testament and it reveals that the Star Wars universe is our future, not so far, far away? <laughs> that would be a twist. Um, it would. But yeah, it, it looks exciting to me. I'm like, I guess I was skeptical with The Mandalorian too. Um, I so like I might carry some uh skepticism just because i'm like okay boba fett looks cool and all and you know we've got some great action scenes but you know sure. what is the meat of the show going to be about um again, well, I, mean, I, don't, I don't think it'll be bad though <laughs> i mean i i always say this it, it, it's impossible for them to be bad i mean you don't like eternals very much but usually these things are at least good mm -hmm. i do wonder if it's uh because now the, the point is to like kind of get it like a, a universe thing right like it's going to yeah. intersect with the mandalorian will intersect with the soaker will intersect with book about fed or will intersect with something else they want to make or into the new republic like they want to um start doing their mcu thing they sort of they want mm -hmm. to start doing their if you watch one show, you gotta watch all the shows thing, yeah. which is where like the 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 concern about style comes in. Because I'm like, okay, so maybe they're going to have like a, a one size fits all style because they need it to have all the shows feel sort of Ooh. similar enough that you can like go from one to another because you have to because they're all telling one big story because that's <laughs> the way they want it. Yeah, I mean, perhaps uh, the MCU so far, at least. I mean, with their movies and their TV series, they've done a great job of saying, you know, okay, this is like Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness will be horror and, you know, some other things might feel more like a spy film or WandaVision is hard to describe altogether. So I do think if the MCU can pull that off, then Star Wars can pull it off. But after my conversation about reviewing Eternals and kind of being like, okay, I think enough is enough, it does make me kind of 
worried to see Star Wars kind of potentially get out of hand as well. Um, so I, w- I mean, if Bo- the Book of Boba Fett was a limited series and we just got, I think it's been rumored that'll be nine episodes. So like if we just got that and we left it at the table, I would be fine. But then of course, you know, we're going to have Mandalorian season three and Ahsoka is going to tie in and Ranger of the New Republic mm-hmm. is going to tie in. So mm-hmm. then there's that. <laughs> Yeah, um, it'll be a bold new experiment. We'll see where it goes. I will watch, and I'll be interested-ish. <laughs> All right. Well, that was our Star Wars trailer. Um, and then there was some, speaking of Marvel, there was some Marvel stuff released, too. And one of those was uh, Morbius, which is coming from the <laughs> Sony side. And we don't have to look at that one, and I would not subject <laughs> anyone to watching this. It didn't look very good, did it? <laughs> it looked a little cheesy. Which, which is perfectly cool. Ooh. Oh, thank you, <laughs> oh, Edis. Hello. Yeah, we, hello, we welcome. That. Stick Thanks around for dropping by. Yeah, we're also talking shows, about Morbius. Goes. We're talking about trailers. And yeah, Morbius is next on the docket, which um, was, yeah, I, I've kind of lost confidence in Sony. I would love to take a vote of no confidence. Just <laughs> so maybe we You did not like could... Venom, did you? No. And this seems like kind of more <laughs> the same. I mean, it just, it looks, it looks so forced, sort of, didn't it? Like, yeah. we're going to scrape this, like, not bottom of the barrel, but just kind of fairly obscure Spider-Man villain and kind of drape him in, like, dark cliches and have him kind of be haggard and then, I, I have powers now, I have strength, I can fly. Like, how many times have we seen this before? Throw in some Batman references in there mm-hmm. and uh, make him a cool, edgy, bad man who makes Venom jokes. Like, it's so presumptuous. That Venom joke at the end, like, a reference joke like that trades on the idea that we, everybody watching will know what the reference is. And you're presuming that Venom is famous enough for a, to carry a joke like that? I don't know, man. I'm not sure. It, he's not Iron Man. Like, it's not going to yeah. work. Um, yeah. And, you know, Jared Leto disappears inside a character. But, like, oh, it's like this, this, <laughs> this incredible acting effort. I'm not going to say. Mm. Yeah, I mean, cause he, he's, he's very good uh, when he gets the right role. All yeah. this effort in service of sort of a pretty schlocky-looking movie. Um, but maybe it'll be good. I don't know, but I do doubt it. Yes. What was your impression, Mia? Yeah, my impression was, again, I just, I've lost confidence. So there was like, unfortunately, nothing redeeming about this trailer that it to me almost seemed a, lord, a little bit cringy to be like, you know, he's the edgy vampire-ish character. And maybe he ruined it for edgy. the joke. Yeah, like I think that was ruined with the Joker as well when he was, you know, that kind of, edgy character and right. i was just like please i wasn't buying it so um and then on top of that people have pointed out some weird things like there's one shot in the trailer where um there's like this graffiti of spider-man that he walks mm-hmm, by mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's whatever sony pulled it's not even from like a spider-man movie or anything it's from the spider-man ps4 game and it's like one of the screenshots from there and they're like yeah let's just put the ps4 spider-man <laughs> in our movie um, and then there's been some things about Oscorp and how they're using the Daily Bugle. This is a whole lot of like talk that I should be explaining more, but it's just kind of like Sony has just been kind of like picking things from every universe of Spider-Man, including um, the MCU where we have Michael Keaton, um, 
who I I took a screen get grab of, and mm-hmm. he's in this movie, but. You know, previously he was Adrian Toomes. Yeah, (laughs) he was the vulture in um, Spider-Man Homecoming, the very first one. So it's like, okay, we kind of already know that these are supposed to be in their own separate universes. So how, you know, did Vulture get into this whole universe? (laughs) What what do you mean? Because, well, no, because... uh... The, it's so weird because the, the Spider-Man movies are both MCU and the Spider-Man Sony universe. So, like, you know, the, Tom Holland's Peter Parker can fight the Joker and can talk to Doctor Strange. And <laughs> Venom's happening somewhere else they're not con- legally allowed to talk about yet. It, it, yeah. That, to me, is a product of the weird contractual stuff that's always been going around between these I people. Think- yeah, Julie I think thinks it's for kind being um, too too uh, curmudgeonly here, which, which he's probably right. Um, you're right. <laughs> you, you, they they shut themselves up. You're correct. By the way, Edith, oh, yeah. when you say do you like Avatar, do you mean the Avatar movies with the blue aliens or Avatar the Last Airbender with the cartoon Asian inspired um, yeah. war games? Yeah, Dan likes Avatar the Last Airbender. I like Avatar from James Cameron. Unless you both you like both of those. And ATLA. I love After Last Airbender, Edis. Great show. And I'm fine with the Blue Aliens, too. There we too. go. Anyway, go on, um, So, yeah. So, we've got him. Oh, I was just going to say, it's kind of a continuity thing because it's like, well, and I kind of have to do some spoilers here, you know, about the whole Venom post credit scene. And, you know, he's technically transported to another universe where Tom Holland exists. So, it's kind of like, okay, well, then, in what place and what space does the Vulture exist? We'll find out. I might not find out, but Strange I'll be happy for anyone else to report back. Is um, what you get when you have this level of contractual <laughs> Michigas. Yeah. Also, we've got. Um, oh, and the second thing was it's it's like Sony is trying to build their own Spider-Man universe, so it's kind of like they've been wanting to push away the MCU anyway. Again, we will see, but I think they really. But need they're tied MCU. to it. They can't. Like that trailer had a, a title credit like made in association with Marvel, which I'd never seen but before. That's, that was. That struck me as very strange, or just yeah. not strange, but like notable. Like you're just yeah, admitting but, it right up front. I guess you got but it. again, it's Marvel Entertainment. It wasn't Marvel Studios, so it's like, well, Whatever. yeah, of course it'll be Marvel. So, again, Sony, we will see if they get their act together. Also, I just want to shout out Matt Smith, um, who is gonna be oh, in yeah, House of the Dragon. He's like a detective or something. I should have looked this up before. Willowy, thin, eight foot long, armed gentleman just swaggering through in his yeah. long ass lab coat yeah who is yeah i'm not entirely sure if he will even be a villain or you know they've got, they've got some character explains but we only see him in one shot so maybe he will be more important than we think i again <laughs> could kind of care less he was gonna play young palpatine in the rise of skywalker oh, that's in our, our lightning late our lightning oh it is i'm round. sorry i didn't know i'll give my okay, opinion sorry. on that later hey I- that's Everyone a little forget teaser. we said that. Everyone forget. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. Okay. Uh, what else? Maybe? Yeah. So that's that. Um, I can move on from talking about Morbius because I'm not really excited. <laughs> yeah. Um, but okay. So one thing that I am excited about as we finish off talking about trailers uh, is Hawkeye, um, which is coming November the 24th and they're premiering two episodes on Disney+. Um, so you don't have to spend Thanksgiving with your family. You can watch that. 
<laughs> Thank you, Edis, for joining us. Um, maybe one day you will come back. <laughs> um, okay. But yeah. so, Adios, yeah, guys. we're here to discuss <laughs> the Hawkeye trailer. There's a new Hawkeye trailer that came out. Now, that there was not that much um, new in this, aside from the addition of the character Echo, who we have screenshotted here, played by... I, I want to get this right, Alakwa Cox, um, who's pretty much a newcomer on the scene. And it's kind of funny. I was looking this up and I was like, oh, yeah, Echo was supposed to be getting her own spinoff series. Wow. Would you look at that? <laughs> um, so, yeah, Marvel is getting really bold with handing out these spinoffs. And I was saying, like, you know, supposedly Agatha Harkness is going to get a spinoff series, um, which I agree. I'm like, okay, she that's is. fine. People loved her, and I think Catherine Hahn should come back. But to give a character a and spinoff... And they her we, River show, so she deserves it. she got to have this. Oh, wow. See, there we go. But, yeah, what do you think about Marvel kind of greenlighting a spinoff show before, you know, we have even really seen this character do or say anything? I think it's diabolical. I think it's part of their plan to not lose their time and take over the world and et cetera and so forth. <laughs> I think it's bull. I think it's bad. I don't like it. Um, but it'll happen. I can't do anything about it. So, you do you, Marvel. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, hmm, I want to be excited about it. Like I said, the first round of Marvel series i was so excited about because these were characters that we knew but we didn't get to spend too much time with them Mm -hmm. um whereas with these new characters i can't be super excited because i'm like well we don't know them i guess that's what happens with the movies you get a new character you know you come to like them eventually but again i think they're starting to reach their limit here (laughs) it's like okay halt stop I mean, you know, their whole thing was making heroes that we didn't really care about into household names, like Guardians of the Galaxy. Right, right. Even Iron Man threw a little bit excited. I don't think he was generally yeah. popular. So, um, but can they do it all again with people who are even mm-hmm. more, like B-list? No, we're talking like C-list now. I don't know. They're going to try to make lightning strike for... I mean, it struck like once, twice, three times already. I mean, yeah. if I were them, I would try for four. Why not? So, yeah. Go, so go, again, go get it. I guess good luck to Marvel. I'm looking forward to Hawkeye either way. Um, Echo, she seems interesting. I'm like, okay, she might be a villain. She might be someone who Hawkeye is, you know, running. I think obviously running away from. But I wonder if there's a Black Widow connection with um, Julia Louis Dreyfus character. Like, was she contacted or con- contracted by her or not? So we'll see. All right, so. Let's move on to our final topic because <laughs> we both what? have two shows that we wanted to talk about. Yeah, the trailer topic was really long. Um, and we're already moving on to what are we watching? What so, are we watching? What Dan, are we watching? I will hand what it are you over. watching? Oh, yeah, yeah. As we're talking, let us know in the comments what y'all have been watching. Julie yeah. already said she's caught up with Watching Warrior, which I'm very happy about. Good for you, Julie. Um, but, Dan, what would you like to talk about? Well, I mean, like, I'm watching Succession, and I'm loving that. And I got the screener for the next episode, by the way, now. I'm going to watch it tonight, I think. Oh, We're excited wow. for that. Um, that sh- it's, it's, it's just such a good show. Just, um, again, I like shows where you can kind of pay attention to the minutia, and it matters. And, like, mm-hmm. that show is so um, kind of intentionally written uh, where, like, every line... A lot of them have little bits into it. It's very referential to itself, to things that are happening today. It's just fun to follow. And it's on, like, this Greek tragedy arc now that I think will get um, 
bloody and horrible. I'm looking forward to it. Ooh. I also finished. I mean, I assume, I assume, I assume you finished. Well, I'm not sure. Yeah. Wait, um, wait. Let watch- me say something about Succession because I've been on the show for weeks saying I hated Succession, and now all of a sudden, I don't know what happened, Dan. But I started watching it again last week with episode two. And I was just so into it. It's like somebody put a spell on me or so. I love this show. <laughs> and like, not even secretly like it. I'm like, I really, really like it. And I think it's it's great, you know, as far as character studies, as far as writing, you know, the best thing you could do with the script is make sure that everybody wants something. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think yeah. one of my script writing professors said this. So it's like, okay, as you're writing a character, you want to make sure they're trying to you know their whole objective is to get what they want to get and they don't want anyone to get the way of that and i was like wow that is this to a t so i finished season one and giving myself a little breather and i'll be getting to season two i guess maybe the end of this week or something like that and season two i think it's a little better too so you're right there are like no spare parts in that show like every character matters every character's on their mission and they all interest, and no one's dumb, you know. Or if they're dumb, they're <laughs> yeah. dumb on purpose in the story. Mm-hmm. Like poor Connor Roy, who's like the oldest child and can't really seem to do much with himself. Um, and the rest that are like smart people who aren't compromised, interacting and going up against each other. It's just it's compelling to watch. Yeah. But um, Dexter's coming out uh, this weekend. I think we're going to have reviews up. Perhaps next weekend we'll talk about that. Ooh, I should have. We do have a reviewer who um, is looking at it, so we should have him on. I'll, cool. that, that's, I'll talk about it later. Um, I also finished up, and you might have too, uh, What We Do in the Shadows Season 3 on FX on mm-hmm. Hulu. Another show that I introduced you to, Mia, how'd you like the um, <laughs> the, the third season? I'll oh, say, like, man. I didn't love it as much as the, as the first two, but I did like it, and the finale I thought was good. I'm, 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 I'm good for, like, a, a sto- an ongoing story is always fun with our idiot vampires in Staten Island. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm I've I'm at this point I'm just along for the ride with the characters. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I was like obviously really really hooked with season 1 and at season 2 as well. And this season um yeah, I think I I was probably just like yeah, I enjoyed it, you know, maybe yeah, not it, as much it, it as some of the other episodes. A, much of a rush as well. I'm not, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not sure why. Like Nicole says it too. It was good but not great. Which mm-hmm. I agree with. Yeah, it was good but it wasn't great, which was is too bad, but I still enjoyed it. And I do like where yeah. it ended. Yeah, whatever there. It, and that was my thing with the finale, too. It really just felt like a precursor for season four. And I wish there was a little sure. bit more that we got as far as story. But it was really just like, hey, this is what we're setting up in season four. But I think that should be interesting. It was uh, a little bit sad at the end, a little bit funny at the end yeah. as well. Um, but overall, I mean, it they didn't lose me as a viewer. I'm a little upset that, <laughs> you know, I have to wait like a whole year for season four. I do think that they order seasons four and five together, I think. So they're in it for the Ooh. long haul, whatever happens. Yay. But yeah, it, 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 it's still funny. I still love the accents. I still, um, I thought they got to some emotional bits with, I don't know, there's a breakthrough with Guillermo and Nandor. That was nice to mm-hmm. see. Yeah. But, um, it did leave us, sort of, on a cliffhanger. So we'll see what happens. As Julie says, Julie wants to shake Roman from succession and wake him up to actually do something smart. He, yeah, like he's he's capable, but he's just kind of has this immaturity problem where he can't mm-hmm. quite get past it, but he could. Yeah. I love Shivroy's pants. Or my my favorite character from that show, the pants she wears, just they're pants. very well tailored. <laughs> and oh, Kiernan Culkin is is hosting SNL, I believe. Is he this weekend on the sixth? Yeah. Oh damn! I don't watch that then. 
then the week after is Jonathan Majors, and then the week after that, that is Simi Liu. So it's a great lineup that they have. Not everyone was talking about Jonathan Majors and Simi Liu, and I did not hear about Kieran Culkin. I'm more excited about that one, frankly. <laughs> That's my big one. Yeah, tune in this weekend. <laughs> so, did the Holly ever host? I don't think so. Probably not. Which is like, wow, you know, says a lot about him now. Or I bet he'll make a guest appearance. I bet there'll be like a Home Alone sketch. I'm gonna call it. Oh, that'd be up. so nice. What else is he doing? Yeah, I would love a succession sketch. They, if they don't, you know, do oh, that, I have to stop one. watching. Um, but yeah. Oh, also, so I watched this mm-hmm. um, this Little literally program. yesterday. Doctor Who season thirteen. They had their premiere on mm-hmm. Halloween, um, and we've been talking about this in an interesting season because it's like okay, um, it's only six episodes due to COVID. We've got a brand new um, companion there. His name is Dan. He's got a yeah, thick is. Liverpool accent that I can't understand. <laughs> it is <laughs> oof. <laughs> Maybe I should start with that. I was okay understanding um, Jodie Whittaker and Mandip Gill as um, 13 Doctor and Yaz because they're from, well, Jodie Whittaker, she says she's from Huddersfield. Um, and I was like, okay. <laughs> But man, uh, John Bishop, they just really laid on the accents thick this season. So that kind it's of another that, country, like, I don't tell you. But I mean, they've, I feel like for the most part, they've always used kind of just like a standard flat London accent. And even David Tennant switched from his Scottish accent to like a general London accent. And I was like, oh my God, thank God. And then Peter Capaldi <laughs> went with his natural Scottish accent, which was fine. But I think Bro. this one is. Where I draw the line. I'll have uh, to hear it. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't watched it. I'm not sure it's not the point. You seem really hung up on it, frankly. It seems like it's hurting you. <laughs> well, um, yeah, it's just one of the many things that I guess I would have found flawed with this first episode. And I knew, I kind of feared that this was going to happen. Chris Chibnall was kind of promising this big, really explosive season. It's supposed uh-huh. to be scary. It's supposed to deliver everything. And I was going through Reddit yesterday, um, and there was either two camps. Like, you really loved it because everything it was setting up, there's like 12 characters who you kind of have to keep tabs on, and most of them All are right. brand new. Um, and you're like, oh, I love that. It's exciting. It's thrilling. And then on the other hand, it's like we set up a lot of characters, but we left a lot of it at the door. Like, you know, we introduced this person, but it was never really mentioned why or this person. But we don't know why. Mostly it was like, why did you introduce this character if you're not really going to explain how they tie into this uh, episode? Um so we'll see how th- I, how things go for the rest of the episodes. I really don't know if I want to tune in weekly. I might just let it build up until all six episodes are premiered. Mm-hmm. But I'm on the side that it was pretty flawed and that mm-hmm. they introduced a lot of stuff in like quick succession, whereas maybe succession. we should have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whereas maybe we should have, again, kind of like with Marvel, like narrow it down, focus on building up, you know, some of your better characters and, Try not to have so many villains. Um, there's like a new villain. There's some Tarans. There's the Weeping Angels, which are cool. But again, when they're getting overshadowed by everything else, you're like, oh, this is a lot. <laughs> so. Fair enough. So um, maybe they're, they're, they're trying for a big swing, but they're swinging so hard the bat leaves their hands and hits the, yeah. someone in the stands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this will be Chris Chibnall's last complete season. We'll see... You know, if he hits a home run 
by the finale or with those three other specials they're doing in 2022. So he's still got a little bit of time left. Yeah. And then we get the, the bizarre comeback of the guy who began Doctor Who in 2005, the reboot, which is just, again, kind of unheard of. I can't, I can't, remember how, yeah. I can't think of something else like another situation like this. But um, weird and cool. Mm-hmm. And I mean... It is too bad that in something like this, you're almost like more looking forward to the next thing than enjoying the thing you actually mm-hmm. have. Uh, but for, for Doctor Who fans out there, I hope you enjoy Judy Whitaker's final go-round this particular yeah. sun. Yeah. Farewell season. So that's what's going on, what we watched. Um, continue to let us know what you watched. Um, oh, Nicole says Shadow Season 3. Oh, we already read that comment. I'm like... <laughs> and about Dexter, too. Yeah, yeah. Natalie, okay. did you get to watch Dexter New Blood already? Did you get the screeners? Mm. Mm. If you did, good for you. Yeah, well, hopefully we get that answer. Um, so I think we're ready to move on to the final round. <laughs> Here, it is the Wick News Lightning Round. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Oh, it's scary this time. We've got effects. Oh, and Natalie sent us a smiley face. Ooh, uh, what could that mean? <laughs> so, um, week news lightning round. We've got 20 seconds to uh, respond to these headlines, these news things that we didn't have time to get to during the whole show that we had just now. And Dan, um, you read first and I shall answer. All right. All right. Um, First up, Mia. Eternals is currently Marvel's lowest rated MCU movie ever. Okay, yeah. um, It's low. Last time I checked, it was 57% rotten. Now it's 53%. And yeah, first ever rotten movie, which means that 53% of critics did not enjoy it, which is quite sad. I mean, that beat Thor Ragnarok, (laughs) which says a lot, but... I mean, unfortunately, world. I think it's it's earned, and maybe they will pick themselves up later. They might not even do a sequel. <laughs> Un- unthinkable for Marvel. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's next? Um, all right, Dan. Hannah Waddingham joins the cast of Hocus Pocus 2. Okay. Hannah Waddingham, of course, Septa Unella in Game of Thrones, the shame nun who rang the bell, shame, 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 won an Emmy now for Ted Lasso, very fun show. Hocus Pocus 2, I mean, it's cool that her career is blowing up. I love that the shame nun from Game of Thrones is becoming a giant star. Hocus Pocus 2, I don't really, I mean, I saw it when I was a kid. I was the right age, but I don't really care about it. Um, but good for her. <laughs> All right, sounds good. All right, um, back, to more, back to some more Doctor Who stuff. Okay, Mia, uh, Matt Smith, he was opening up about, apparently he had a role in Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, but it got cut. What's the deal? Yeah, so honestly, we still don't know why it was cut. And he was like, oh, it's going to be, you know, this groundbreaking Star Wars role. It's going to change the history of Star Wars. But he still wouldn't tell people what the role was, though. Well, no. Um, when they were asked, they were, his family. <laughs> he was like, someone asked, is it um, Papaltine's son? And he was like, mm, well, so I think it's related to Papaltine, either that or young Papaltine. But apparently they. Mm. I have some after the light run is over really quickly. Okay. Um, what is next? Okay. Blah, 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 blah. okay. Dan, uh, Donnie yes. Darko, the director, is considering expanding the movie's universe. Hmm. 
Oh, it's Richard Kelly, isn't it? I'm pretty sure that's the guy who wrote Donnie Darko. Yeah, like this cult movie from the early 2000s, kind of an 80s throwback that, like, it resonated with folks around that age. Like, it was, you were too young, it was everywhere. It was like, it was like the cool mind movie to watch. Um, and of course, they want to have a cinematic universe about it. Every, it's so priority right now to get content. Boo. <laughs> okay. I think we understand where you're going. Okay. Uh, Mia. Harry Potter and the Cursed Child returns to Broadway, but instead of two plays, it's only one. Yeah, and those two plays was literally like, okay, you have to have tickets for the first performance, like in the day and the second and the night, or you watch them two separate days. So now, um, mostly in America, you're just going to watch one show. You sit down and see the whole thing. I think it's fine. I've never seen it myself. I've read through it, and it's pretty long, but mm-hmm. like, I don't think you know, you're missing out on a ton. Most people... Mm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so, next question or next headline. Ed, Ed Sheeran enjoyed his Game of Thrones cameo, but he says um, the reaction muddied his joy. Yeah, remember when Ed Sheeran, musician and singer-songwriter, appeared on Game of Thrones for like 30 seconds? People got mad for no reason. They were so mad about that for no reason. It was fine. And he basically said, like, yeah, it was fun. And then I got online. And why everybody being such a jerk about it? Um, that's, that's it. People are weird. He got off Twitter. He's probably better off off Twitter. I hope he yeah. has a nice life. Um, it's just people will, what will they do? I don't know. All right. Mia. Um, a teen was hospitalized after attempting a stunt he saw on Squid Game where he uh, microwaved some honeycomb and it blew up in, the, in his hand and gave him burns. Yeah, I'm glad you explained it for me. One. That saved me some time because um, I was at first when I saw that I was like, oh god, I hope it wasn't you know like tug of war, one of the more serious <laughs> games because you can die in that game. But this one was like, you know, I I don't know if I would blame Squid Game. Like, hey, you shouldn't touch hot stuff. You know, if it's coming out of a microwave or an oven, you got to take caution about it. So I don't know if Squid I mean, Game is to blame. <laughs> what, teenagers, my I. I guess I'll make an aside because my sisters have been doing that too. They've been making like the caramel and right. I don't know. There a lot of people are into this now. Sorry, I went over time. I, <laughs> it's an important topic. <laughs> okay, last one. I had to put this on here, Dan. I'm sorry. Sure. Um, legendary actor, Guardians of the Galaxy, Parks and Recreation actor Chris Pratt um, will voice Garfield the cat in a new animated feature. Okay, so first he's Super Mario, then he's Garfield. This just shows to me that Hollywood executives have about, like, this much imagination between them. It's like, shit, could he be a good Garfield? Sure. Could, like, a billion other people? Yeah, they could be good Garfields too, but you're giving it to the guy who already has all the roles for no reason, just because it's easy, because it's there. Who goes to... Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, anyone can say I hate Mondays, right? It's very, see, I can do it. I hate my, I can't lie. I love Mondays. But um, a couple of comments we can read here. Christian says there shouldn't have been a Hocus Pocus 1. I mean, I wasn't offended by it. It was fine. I like Bette Midler and everything, but it's whatever. And Natalie I loves really Lady Darko, which since last tracks year. since last year. I mean, the first time I've seen Hocus Pocus was last year. Like, I know so many people were talking about it. I just saw it for the first time, so I think it's cute. Yeah, Donnie Darko, I have never seen, so good it was. For them, Matt, I you guess. Me up this. It was so big for a while among like the edgy high school college set. Like it was just like the movie that the, that the cool people saw, 
and that it blew their minds and it opened their brains. And as Julie says, Doctor Who is such a classic. I watched it centuries ago, but missed so much that figured it would be too hard to catch up with. I mean, Mia, is Doctor Who the kind of thing where you need to like uh, know a ton about it, or can you like jump in with a new Doctor, any new Doctor? Yeah, you can really jump in at the start of any season. I would just say, you know, if you want to see one Doctor over the other, make sure you start at the beginning of their run, um, because you might miss like you know all the companions and how they built up their relationships and stuff but yeah for the most part as long as you start at the beginning of a season you're fine also when i started watching i watched them kind of out of sync as well so i mean you Mm -hmm. can really kind of just jump in and try what you like okay and and finally i have another note for for you mia just um because you're you're going to be leaving us i I have to bring this up so you went on the show for a while and isn't it pronounced palpatine not Papeltine. Palpatine. That's how it's spelled. Yeah, like PayPal. I think I just kind of say Pat, like Papeltine. I think I am like if I do, I will say an L, but I think that's just my pronunciation. Kind of like Thanos and Thanos. Oh, I know what you're doing. That's I think a hard. I think you're taking the L and putting it two letters later. Yeah. Like Papeltine, like the Pope, basically. So I probably say it like that, but you know what I'm saying. (laughs) I do, but it bothers me that you're not saying it exactly right. These things must be, this is very important, Mia. It's so important you get the nerdy pronunciations right. It's a character trait. (laughs) (laughs) It's a character trait. It's really, okay. I just wanted to say that because I I will admit, whenever it's come up, in back of head, it's like, is she saying it wrong? Is it, I shouldn't bring it up, though. No, it's not important <laughs> enough. No, I shouldn't. I, then I won't. But now that you're going, I, I felt I, I could just do it and just um, get it, just clear the air, get it out of my brain, and now it's over. I'll probably still say it like that. It's been I'll too long you want. now. As long as, I, as long as I pointed it out, I can, I can rest easy and not have something crazy <laughs> at sleep. And uh, for all of you, thanks for watching us so much. If you want to get more articles, videos, prizes, Feel free to hit up the Wit Club at this link right here. And we stream new shows every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time at the Winter is Coming YouTube page and the Winter is Coming Facebook page. And Idis, who was watching us earlier? What was their name? Oh, Idis. Um, come back, Edis. We would love to have you and to interface with you <laughs> and your lovely personality. As Terry says, the Enterprise won the World Series. That's a great note to end on. Woo-hoo. We will see you guys later. Thanks for tuning in and have a lovely evening and week. Bye-bye. This podcast is brought to you by Fansighted. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.